Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City, and I'm broadcast not I'm in New York City, but I'm not in New York. I'm down here in Boca Ciega Bay, where we have an amazing windstorm. I have never seen so much wind in my life. <laughs> I, well, it's not really 100% true. I've never seen so much wind in my life on this floor in this apartment. So last night there was this huge thunderstorm, woke me up banging and booming and thundering. And uh, I went out on the deck in my pajamas, like half naked, pulling in the cushions because it was unbelievable. And then my weather report had this weather, wind, wind. I couldn't figure out what it was. Well, now I know what it was. It was wind. We have having some wicked wind. So I was supposed to go to the drumming circle uh, to drum, but they were like, no, things will blow away. Don't come to the drumming circle. So I was like, all right. So we're doing something else instead. Um, and we're here at the turquoise desk. You can, if you listen, you can hear the wind whistling outside. Um, and it is a windy, blustery night. Not cold. You know, it's only 65. But that wind is really whistling in the corners. So welcome to the week of January 16th, 2022. A lot of energy afoot this week. Um, last week we had Eris Station on Wednesday. So a few people reported on Tuesday, some on Wednesday, some on Thursday. Oh, my God. People were contentious and arguing. you got to give that goddess of discord a shout-out. She's very clear. She knows what she knows. She says what she says. And she is not fooling around. Um, We also, this week, are having Uranus station to go direct on the 18th. He's going to station at 10 Taurus, and he's moving forward. Uh, So he went retrograde back in the time of Virgo, and now he's going forward again. And at this point, all the outer planets will be moving forward. We just have to have Venus and Mercury shift direction, which they will do at the end of the month. And then every planet in the sky is full steam ahead, Boom, boom, boom until May, right? So February to May, full steam ahead. The energy is very active this week, as you might have noticed. You might have felt it, and it's got a lot of push and oomph and go. Last week we had the Mars-Neptune square, which brought us to an awareness of, gee, you know, what what's actually going on, and, you know, how does that work, and what do we want to do with it? And this week Mars is in his last degrees of Sag, which is kind of a really wild time for him. But he also is interested in sending stuff out. But Mars is going to go over the galactic center. So we're all going to be running a little extra psychic when we get to January 21st to the 23rd as Mars gets to that point of the galactic center, maybe even as soon as the 21st. So when he goes over this point, this is a point in the heavens that's tied to um, uh, the dark part of the Milky Way, like all those, all of You look at the Milky Way and all the planets. Remember that old picture with you are here and there's a little, we're on the Andromeda arm of the Milky Way? The Milky Way is the sun's sun. So our solar system rotates around the Milky Way every 125 million years, right? We're not going to be here that long. But when they were laying the transatlantic cable in the 1920s, connecting telephones from the United States to Europe, they noticed at certain times of the day there was static. And when they registered it, they realized it was coming from this one part of the heavens. And, of course, there shouldn't be any static in the middle of the ocean, right? Uh, And they realized, oh, there's like a download of energy coming from it. So people that have, you know, and I read a lot of you who listen to the podcast, people who have 
planets on acumen or aculus, if I've said that to you at some point in your reading, you are very much tied to that. Whoops, there's the cat coming and stepping on my stuff. Ooh, come here, baby. Um, just wiped it out. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I have this new kitten. He's not a kitten. He's a cat. But he definitely has an opinion, and he just deleted everything. Thanks. Thanks for leaping up here. We appreciate your arrival, and uh, welcome. Uh, so anyway, we haven't had kittens yet, as you might tell, because she's still running around jumping on things. Um, what she did, well, anyway, let me figure out the Galactic Center story, and then we'll tell you the next one. So the Galactic Center, they noticed this sensitive point that had, like, all this psychic stuff coming out, or this electromagnetic stuff coming out, causing the static. Russians have investigated it, which means we have, too, for psychic ability. People with planets at that point, that last degree, have it. But we're all going to have it in an honorary way from the 21st to the 23rd. So you want to kind of really pay attention to the information that you get that comes in that you're paying attention to and you're going, oh, wow, that's important. So the energy is uh, fast, quick, and moving. The sun this week is in Capricorn. It's going to shift into Aquarius. It's going to shift on January 19th. And so we're going to shift from Earth, rocks, and go to the heavens. We're going to go to the Aquarian energy when that happens. And, of course, with the Uranus station this week, that's the other big feature. So I said I was going to tell you a story of the cat. So I'm sitting here doing a reading yesterday, and I hear a knock at my door. And I go, oh, hang on to the client. And I go over and I say, who's there? And they go, police. I go, police? And they go, yeah. I said, Okay. You know, I opened the door. And I said, how can I help? They go, well, you called 911 without a voice. And I looked at them and I went, what? And they go, you called 911 with no voice. Uh, and then they told me the phone number, apartment 608, right? I'm like, yeah. I, I said, I didn't, I didn't call 911. <laughs> and then out walks Betty White. <laughs> I said, I have a new phone. It has an emergency call button. Call 911, you just have to press the button. I think she sat on it. <laughs> and she's like as wide as she is long. She's as wide as she is long. She's huge. And she kind of waddles out and looks at them and then starts to go off in the hall. I said, I think she might have called you. It wasn't me. I've been working. And they were like, okay. And then she goes around the corner and they're like, she really is. I said, yeah, Betty is, Betty's got a personality. But Betty called 911. She checked that my phone works. And, and the police, to their credit, in St. Petersburg came and knocked on the door because it was a voiceless call. And all I could think of was Mercury stationing retrograde, Betty's calling the police. This is a good thing. So you're going to watch for Mercury retrograde adventures because Mercury is going backwards. And it is going to bring back your ghosts in addition to having the police come to call. And so Mercury is going backwards this week. He stationed last week. And he is in a frisky little mood. Uh, to kind of stir up the pot and cause trouble and get things going and bring up stories you didn't remember or you did remember or you're going to remember in a different way. So we have an interesting week this week with Mercury going backwards and kind of doing things. And the sun shifting from Capricorn, solid, solid, reliable, dependable, into Aquarius, which is much more let me take off, let me fly, let me go do things. And so the energy of the week is really an interesting mix because it kind of encompasses, you know, these two very variant energy, very differing energies is the best way to say it. We're also going to have a new moon, a full moon today, tomorrow rather. Uh, so today the sun hit Pluto. 
um, and that, of course, is bringing the energy of uh, transformation to bear. And then tomorrow we're going to have a full moon, which is the last aspect the moon makes in Cancer, Capricorn, which takes us back to June of, uh, sorry, July of 2020, and then takes us to uh, Aries of 2021, and now takes us to the full moon. So there's a story culminating. So think about what was going on in June, what modified last April when it was in Aries, and now we're seeing it on a different level. We're seeing it in a bigger way. We're having a deeper understanding of it. So there's a deep expansion energy that's really at play here. And so that's an important component with that sun meeting up with Pluto and then the moon coming to oppose Pluto and coming to oppose the sun. So there's a nice energy of change and transformation with that full moon of seeing things and really understanding how things work. We also have Venus going backwards, and she's going to catch up to Uranus this week. So she's retrograding, and Uranus, of course, is stationing to go direct. So Venus is moving in. She's not going very fast. She's going pretty slowly, and Uranus is stationing to go direct. So they're going to be a few degrees apart, and so they're going to meet next week. But you're going to start to feel the, oh, we should change this, we should shift this. Venus also has something called the sesquiquadrate with uh, Ceres, which speaks to, I want to change how we've been creating this stuff. So there's an energy of, well, we're starting to create it this way, but now I think we need to create it that way. So there's a lot of stress in the heavens with sesquiquadrates, which are 135 degrees, so it's a 90-degree square and then 45 degrees of semi-square, right? And Mars is sesquiquadrate Uranus, which is um, in Taurus stopping. So Mars and Uranus are having a little power struggle this week too around how do we take action if someone doesn't want to change or how do we take action if someone does. Now Mars and Sag is very righteous. And Mars and Sag is answering to Jupiter and Pisces which is very much about the people that are underserved or the people, that the, the vast collective. So we watch this energy. You know, I know we're supposed to have a vote for the elections this week, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with Mars in this hard aspect uh, to Uranus, the planet of change, and saying, are we going to change? Are we going to shift things or not? Uh, and so there's a lot of contentious energy and then, of course, we have the Uranus square on the 18th, um, sorry, the Uranus stationing direct on the 18th at 10, kind of inviting us to look at stuff and see it in a different way. So it's a really interesting week energetically. We also have, you know, the full moon, uh, the sun Pluto, the moon Pluto opposition, and the sun shifting. So we're going from Capricorn, which is what are my interests, what do I want, what I need, to what's good for the greater good of the collective. What does that look like? And the sun is in a nice aspect to the nodes of fate on the 19th because he's in a trine and a sextile to the nodes, and the nodes are shifting into uh, Capricorn. Uh, I'm sorry. They're shifting into Scorpio um, uh, Scorpio and Taurus this week. So as the nodes shift, they're shifting on the 18th out of Gemini and Sag into, okay, we're now entering Taurus, and Scorpio. So that's going to happen on the 18th also. You can tell the 18th is like a hopping day. Our job with the shift, 
and of course, the, if you do mean nodes, and some astrologers do mean nodes, which means the average, as opposed to true node, I use the true node, which is what it really is. Because back in the old days, before computers, it was a real pain in the butt to to trans to track where the moon the node was. You just did the average. But true nodes are shifting this week. Mean nodes already shifted, which is the average of nodes over time. So as they shift into Taurus Scorpio, we're going to find the north node going into Taurus. It wants to ground and grow things. It wants to, and it goes in, the nodes travel backwards. So it's going to go into 29 Taurus, 59. And the, the south node is going to go into 29 Scorpio, 59. And then they're going to move backwards for a year and a half. So we're officially finishing up with that 18 months that the nodes were in Gemini Sag, which was a lot about let me understand how things are proceeding. Let me take the bigger picture and bring it down to the local level. And now we're getting into, okay, now it's time to grow things. So all the stuff you've been thinking about for the last 18 months while you've been locked up with COVID or you've been trying to figure out, well, okay, what am I doing here? Where am I going there? That all grounds and centers this week in a whole new way. And it's very encouraging for all of us to think about it and go, okay, I'm ready for that to take place and to offer that is my new direction. I'm putting down roots. Also, Sun, or South Node in Scorpio, I'm pulling up this old anchor. Now, if you've ever pulled up stuff from a swamp, you know, or you've gone fishing and something got caught and you pulled it up and there's like something on the hook and you're pulling it up and you're pulling it up and then it comes up and it's like a piece of wood with, you know, with seaweed on it or something. That may be what happens this week. Like you pull it up and you go, wow. But you did retrieve something out of the swamp as we go into this shift mode. And, of course, when the nodes go into the swamp, there is an opportunity for things to emerge from the swamp. While the nodes are shifting into the swamp mode, Mars is going into Sagittarius, into the psychic mode. So it's really important this week, and, you know, people do this a lot. In my practice, they kind of go, oh, I noticed this and this was happening. And you know what it meant was it meant this. This is a great time for signs from the other side, people talking to you from uh, other realms. It's a great time for you getting affirmation of your path, your direction in life. Great time for you to ask the heavens. Now, we, you know, I'm a firm believer the heavens are alive. We're living in an interconnected universe. It's why tarot works. It's why horary astrology works. It's why when you say a prayer and you can say, God, give me a sign, you get a sign, right? You know, so this is a big week for signs. Because Uranus is stationing on the 18th. The nodes are shifting on the 18th. Mars is stimulating Uranus on the 18th, and then Mars stimulates the uh, galactic center, and it says, on the bigger picture of your soul, as if we're going to think of that's our sun, you know, our sun's sun, the galactic center is the bigger picture of what our soul's purpose is. This is the vision. And you want to really pay attention this week to what comes in. we got Venus retrograde and Mercury retrograde, and both of them are telling you tales of things you need to think about, revise, revisit, look at in a different way, understand what is going on. 
And Mercury, of course, brings back your ghosts. Venus brings back your loves, your money, your values, understanding what's important. Mercury is all communication methods, you know, email surfacing, hearing about something, finding out something you didn't know. So it's understanding there's a lot of stuff going on. And it, it really is about standing in your truth. With Mars aspecting the Sag planets, it's very definitely a uh, an energy of truth and value, right? And so understanding it is important and understanding what the truth is and understanding what you stand for. Jupiter's in a sextile to Vesta, uh, which is taking, making changes around your home and what that looks like. So that's also an important energy this week, but not as important as the other ones of listening to what gets surfaced, what you hear What's, what's coming to light for you to pay attention to? What's being surfaced from the swamp as Uranus goes into the swamp and stimulates it and Mars stimulates Uranus and the nodes shift? There's like an emergence there. So it's really, there's juicy stuff hatching this week. So I'm always like, ooh, I love weeks like this. <laughs> your, your, your Yahoo feeds will be busy, your CNN feeds, your Google feeds. Uh, alert, alert, you know, there's a lot of energy in the heavens of change. So we're going to watch for that and really work with that energy this week. Moons this week run in, um, they're in uh, Cancer right now, we're going towards that full moon, which takes place on January 17th, tomorrow at 6.48 p.m. We're on kitten watch here in the house. Hopefully the kittens come in. Uh, then we go into the Leo moon at 11.02 p.m. on January 17th. So it's separated for five months, five minutes, five hours, not five months, five hours. Uh, and then moons in Leo goes void with a trine to Mars at 3.15 on the 20th, 3.15 in the morning. And then at 9 in the morning on the 20th, these are all East Coast times, moon goes into Virgo. And then it's in Virgo until the 22nd when moon goes void with square to Mars on the 22nd at 2.45, and then it's void for about three hours on the 22nd, and then it enters Libra on the 22nd on, uh, at 5.02 on January 22nd. So the moons are in the uh, creative, Cancer, passionate, Leo, work-based Virgo, partner-based Libra. So we know that these are the sections you're in. The moons are going to go through those houses in your chart. So it's important to look at those and see you know, what the energy is of, as the moon goes, remember the moon goes around the chart in the course of a month, so every month it spends about two and a half days in each of your houses. So the focus for you this week is Leo, Virgo, uh, Libra, and then Cancer today and tomorrow. Uh, Sun this week going from 26 Capricorn to 3 Aquarius. So he's in the back patch of Capricorn, enters Aquarius on January 19th, he has a number of sextiles. The sun is sextile to Juno. He meets up with Pluto. He's aspecting the nodes of fate. While they're in the beginning degrees, you know, they shift into Capricorn. I'm sorry, they shift into Taurus, Scorpio. And right as they do, the sun aspects them. And he says, you know, we've been working on this. Here's the stuff. You know how you do turnover when you're turning over a project or someone's leaving and they go, here are the files. The file transfer takes place on the 19th, so watch what comes to your way. And then the sun hits the nodes of fate on the 20th by declination, and the sun in Aquarius goes, what are we working on? And then the sun and Mercury meet up on the 23rd, 
it's a situation called combust, but it's Mercury combust retrograde. Again, a lot of stuff's going to be dug up because Mercury's moving backwards, and he's digging up stuff. He got into late Capricorn, then he got into Aquarius, now he's going back into Capricorn, and then he'll station direct and go out of that. So he's digging up old things, Capricorn, and bringing them to light, Aquarius. Mercury this week goes retrograde from 940 Aquarius. He's going backwards to uh, 4 Aquarius. He has a sextile to Chiron, which is wounding words or wounding situations on the 18th. Again, there's a lot going on the 18th. That's the Donald Blandford Day, the DB Day for the week for sure. There's a couple other days that are intense. But Mercury also has a a semi-square to Neptune and Athena. Uh, Neptune and Athena are working together in Pisces. They can be a little deluded sometimes. They can be a little, um, you know, conspiracy theory. But they also aren't wrong, right? So Mercury in a semi-square to uh, Athena and Neptune is something we should be paying attention to. Now, one of the things, I have one of my friends, Stacy, who's my BFF on the West Coast, the East Coast, I'm on the West Coast, Anyway, she sends me all this stuff. So, you know, China's locked down with a COVID variant. We're supposed to have the Olympics in a couple weeks, and it's not really being reported in the mainstream press. But the cities are really locked down. Like 80 million people are locked up in China, like locked up, not like lockdowns like we do here in the States. So I'm going to look to watch for the news on that because the Athena-Neptune conjunction has Mercury getting the semi-square because for whatever reason it's not really being covered here. But do pay attention to that because the Olympics are coming and China's got some variant that they're really trying to control. And you know me and my variant tracking. I get all excited. (laughs) So we'll watch that. I'm sure Stacey will continue to mail me things. Shout out to Stacey. Uh, And, you know, it's a forward motion. So we're going to watch for that Mercury retrograde. We have Venus in Capricorn also going backwards. She's basically parked at about 13. She's at 13.48. She goes to 13.2. She's slowing down. But she's pulling up some stuff. She's having a sesquiquadrate series. So they're having a little argument about how they're going to grow things. That's okay. Uh, Ceres knows what she's doing. Venus is a little cranky. A lot going on in her world. So kind of if Venus, if you find the women cranky or you find people are a little crabby, uh, just kind of go, okay, well, Venus is a little crabby right now. I, I hear that. So that's that's okay. Take Ceres' side. In the, if you have to pick... Take the side that feels more practical, reliable, and dependable, or the side that isn't particularly worried about cost, because cost in the long run is not the issue. It's how we create it. Mars this week, running from 25 to 30 of Sag. Like I mentioned, he's on the Galactic Center. Psychic portals very open from the 19th on. Uh, He does have um, a sesquiquadrate with Uranus on the 18th. Again, the 18th, hot, hot, hot. We just know the 18th's got a lot going on. And I believe that's probably when they're going to do the vote for the voting bill. But who knows what else? There's a lot that day. We also have Mars aspecting the nodes of fate in uh, Taurus and Scorpio. That's going to happen on the 23rd. So we have the sun aspecting them, and we also have Mars aspecting them. So those nodes are shifting, and boom, they get hit with Mars and the sun. So Mars is going to say, take action. We have to take action, action. And, you know, the nodes are like, whoa, whoa, we just got here. What do you want? What do you want? And uh, <laughs> and the sun is like, yo, we got to do this. And the nodes are again are like, what do you, what, what, what? 
I think turnover at a job and they're turning over a huge project in active mode and you're like, okay, let me take over and run this, right? It's, it's a very volatile, energetic week for projects, for work, uh, for people shifting and changing and going, oh, I got to go, I got to go. Uh, then we have, um, as I mentioned, the Uranus station is on the 18th and we like five days before and five days after so the Uranus station is, in effect, we're already feeling it now, of course. That was the tsunami warning. There's been a lot. I mean, we got wind here, like, amazing. Uh, but also the Uranus is in effect for five days, you know, so till the 23rd. Um, not a lot of going on with Vesta. Not a lot going on with Juno. Juno is, does, we're going to have a couple more relationships break up on the 16th, 17th. Jason Momo and Lisa Bonet. Come on, who, who would expect it? So we're going to watch for some relationship shifts. And most important, on the 18th, those nodes shift from Gemini and Sag into Taurus and Scorpio. And that happens at 1.49 p.m. East Coast time. So watch for the shift. We're going from air and fire into earth and water. It'll be big. That's 1.49 p.m. East Coast time, January 18th. Stay tuned. It'll be wild. And it's an important time for us to really kind of understand what's going on and, you know, and more importantly, how we can use it or how we want to work with it. Okay, last but not least, let's do the days. I know I did the void moons kind of quickly, and I'm here in February, so I don't want to be talking about Valentine's Day. I want to be talking about January. Okay, so we have a holiday tomorrow. It's Martin Luther King Day. The moon's in Cancer tonight. It's in Cancer tomorrow. As I mentioned, we have a full moon, and it goes void. Uh, at the full moon, that's the last aspect it makes at 408. I'm sorry, the full moon is at uh, 648. So there's a lot of energy coming to light on that full moon. Uranus station, and then the moon goes into Leo late Monday night, 11.03 p.m. Moon's in Leo on the 18th, the 19th. Sun goes into Aquarius at 9.39 p.m. on Wednesday the 19th. The 18th is a very, very volatile day. Uh, it's a DB day. And then we have a couple a couple of volatile emotional days this week. Um, with the sun entering Aquarius on the 19th, we have a lot of stressful energy on the 20th with the moon uh, in Virgo. So the Virgo moon has quite a bit of stress around it because uh, it's, in, it's in stressful aspect to the sun. It's in stressful aspect to Pluto. It's in stressful aspect to Mercury. So the 20th is an anxious day or a stressed out day. And then the, the Friday the 21st is easy flowing. The 22nd is lovely. Uh, that is the um, Saturday. And then next Sunday is also nice, the Libra moon. The last aspect for the Libra moon uh, is a square to Pluto. So the easy days this week are the, um, the Leo moon, the 18th, the 19th, the 20th, and the 21st. Uh, through 2.46 p.m. on the 22nd in terms of getting projects, accomplishing what you want. The problem is that the energies are stressed, but once you get through that, the energy will be good. Like you'll get, it'll be a little stressed. You'll be like, oh, my God, I'm so stressed. It's like, okay, okay, I'm stressed, I'm stressed. Okay, calm down, calm down, we'll get there. And then we shift into uh, the positive frame of it, and it, it, then it feels much better, and it turns out okay. That's the point. It turns out okay. The Monday full moon is like really seeing things clearly. 
the uh, weekend moon, moon in Libra square Pluto, not so easy, but not horribly dramatic. The dramatic days are the 18th and the 20th this week. Um, and so you want to watch those. And hopefully that gives you some idea about how to work with the week ahead. It'll be a fun one. And uh, that's it. I'm going to hang up and go uh, go cook dinner. Take care and have a wonderful week. Bye. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.